Good morning, Infuse Church, and welcome to our Sunday online service. Uh, it's great to be with you here again. Just want to say how good it is to be with you wherever you are watching this uh, this service from. Just want to say uh, a real big th- a shout out to uh, Pastor Steve McCracken for his uh, message last Sunday. It was an absolutely great message and such a word in season. So I really encourage you that you have, if you haven't had an opportunity to watch that video, please do so. I think that it's an absolutely amazing uh, message and uh, will encourage your heart and also challenge us in the way that we uh, live out our lives. I want to also say that uh, we really do care about you and want to support you during this time as well. If you have any needs or any prayer requests, please, please send them in. Send them via an email or phone us uh, and, uh, and just let us know what's happening in your world because we want to support you and pray with you uh, in this time as well. But also if you've got any praise reports, we want to celebrate what God's doing in your life and in your family or maybe uh, with your friends as well. We just want to celebrate those things and encourage the rest of the church as well because what we believe is that what God did for you, he can do for other people as well. So as you send in your praise reports, we can give God the glory and see that miracle just continue to go and grow and grow and grow. So just really encourage you with that. We want to say thank you also for uh, your support for our leadership team and also for us as well as we uh, took last week off. We really do appreciate your prayers and it means such a great deal to us. We are really looking forward to gathering together as a church once more in this physical location here at the church. Uh, We're doing all that we can to plan for that. So Keep an eye out on your uh, email inbox and also with some of the social media stuff that we've got going around. And we'll certainly let you know when we are able to come back into the building and worship with each other as well. Right now, I want to launch into our message for this morning. It's something that's really burning in my heart. And I pray that as you listen to it, uh, that it impacts you and touches your heart in a great way. So I'm just going to pray for the message right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for gathering us together as the church uh, wherever we are located, to uh, to hear this message. Holy Spirit, this is your message. And I pray that as I speak this message, you'd trans, uh, transform our hearts, transform our lives, give us a greater understanding, but also, Lord, that you would uh, soften our hearts in some areas and, and just woo us and, and draw us to yourself, that we would be drawn into your presence. There'd be this magnetism that would happen, a hunger and a thirst for more and more of you. So I pray that as I speak this message, that you speak to the hearts of your people today in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. I can hear you now. See, one of the things I've I've come to understand is that batteries are a great portable power source uh, and they come in all shapes and sizes. They can power just about anything that you could imagine. Perhaps the best batteries to use are the rechargeable ones. And we have those for our phones, our laptops. Uh, we, I've even got a, a rechargeable battery on my, uh, my uh, Garmin watch and uh, regularly having to uh, recharge that and, and do what we can. However, you know, unless we do recharge those batteries in our devices, then they simply run down and then they don't work. They start out strong but then they get weaker as we use them and they need to be recharged to be effective. Likewise, I believe that as believers, we need to regularly be filled and recharged with the person of the Holy Spirit. When we were saved, the Holy Spirit comes and he lives within each and every one of us. And then when we are filled or we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, God energizes us to live a truly remarkable life, a spirit-filled, 
Christian life, uh, 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 to truly come alive in all that he has for us. However, it's not ideal just to plug into God once. Our daily routine will drain us not just physically and emotionally, but spiritually too. God's desire is that we remain strong and fully charged. So we need to be continually coming to God to be recharged or to be refilled, as it were, by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says this. And why don't you say this with me? Be filled with the Spirit. Why don't you say that with me? Be filled with the Spirit. See, why don't you just pray that right now, wherever you are? Holy Spirit, would you fill me? I pray that you would fill me to overflowing because I want a personal encounter, an experience of your Spirit that overflows my life and reaches others. I pray that I would be so filled with your Spirit that it touches others, it impacts others, and and it heals other people around about me. Lord, I, I pray to be filled right now by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Hey, saints, I'm going to tell you that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is more than just a doctrine to believe. Being filled with the Spirit should be our vital, personal, daily experience. As an Australian Christian church, we believe in the Holy Ghost. My prayer is that we would have more than just a rational or head knowledge of the person of the Holy Spirit. We need to personally experience the person of the Holy Spirit. God's desire is that we remain filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. This means that it's God's intention that we personally experience His presence in our lives. It's the the presence of the Holy Spirit is in us and, and works through us in our daily lives. I want to say that if you've not experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you. Find out what God's Word says about that. Start to to dive into the Word of God where it talks about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Read those passages. Believe what God says about uh, the the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that you too can experience what is spoken of in the Word of God. I want to say pray for it. Get thirsty for it. Get hungry for the person of the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't be satisfied with just a taste or a glimpse and think that that's all there is. I want to say to you, there's so much more to the person of the Holy Spirit. There's so much more to God than what we're experiencing right here, right now today. God is bigger. He's a big God. He's a huge God. He's He's powerful. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's just an amazing, amazing God. And I pray right now and declare over you that you're going to go past a glimpse. You're going to go past just a simple once of touch. You're going to want more and more of God as you start to read about him, understand about him, start to get hungry and thirsty for him. I believe that your eyes are going to be open, that your heart is going to be softened, that there's going to be an increase in courage and boldness in your life because of his presence in you. I believe that you're going to operate in a greater level of faith as you 
start to yield and surrender your life to the person of the Holy Spirit. You're going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. At the start of every day, you're going to have a love encounter with God as you sit aside and and take time to be with Him. I really believe that you're coming into a season of great blessing. You're coming into a season of prosperity. You're coming into a season of great faith and an influence and impact in your community, in your family. For people that have been so hardened to what you have to say about God and the Bible and and, and church and everything like that, you're going to see those people's hearts soften because God's going to get a hold of you. He's going to give you a new language to speak. It's uh, it's not just um, like speaking in tongues, but it's a language of love that you're going to communicate to your family and to your friends, to your work colleagues, to the people around about you. And it's going to be attractive. And I believe that you're going to come into a great season of influence as a result. I want to say also that apart from the Holy Spirit, we have no strength. We have no uh, spiritual vitality about us. There's nothing that we could do without God. God is uh, the beginning and ending of everything that we have. So even as batteries are recharged when they're connected to a, a, a charger, we, we too are energized and recharged, as it were, uh, when we live by the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4 says this, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally in the Lord. I want to say to you that, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's a personal experience. It's a personal encounter with God. Can I, I, let's look at the Bible perhaps. Peter, uh, the apostle Peter, he was filled with the Holy Spirit along with 120 other believers in the upper room in the the book of Acts and chapter 2. However, Peter didn't try to live the rest of his life on that one experience. It was the start of something that transformed his life and it transformed the communities and the towns and the regions to which he visited. It says in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, I I might just read a little bit uh, from this passage, starting at verse um, 29 or 28, says, They did what your power uh, and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Oh, we need great boldness when we talk about God. We need great boldness when we're talking to the people around about us. The, the Spirit of God is going to put some stuff into your heart and to, into your understanding about the person that you're talking with. He's going to put something in there. And, and as you start to talk to that person, you unfold and you bring out what the Spirit of God puts into you. There's going to be a great boldness as you speak. It goes on in verse 30. It says, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your Holy Servant Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the courage and the boldness of your saints as they step out in faith. It says then, after they had prayed, wow, after they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Oh, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. You know what? Let's believe that when we pray, when we start to just, you know, start to pray to God, when we start to pray for the people around about us, that the places that we're shaking, uh, that we're meeting are shaken. The people themselves start to shake as well. There's a great shaking that happens. It's shaking up the, the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. We're going to come against the kingdom of darkness. We're going to come against 
every one of the diseases and the, the illnesses and the things that are afflicting people and they're going to be shaken to the core because there's a people that have taken a hold of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and start to speak out and step out in great boldness. Oh, Peter didn't just rest on one uh, encounter with the Holy Spirit. He was immersed in the person of the Holy Spirit time and time again. Paul, the Apostle Paul, he didn't serve Jesus without being re-energized and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit either. He says in Ephesians 5.18, and we've said this already this morning, be filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, he understood the need to continually be renewed by the person of the Holy Spirit. Uh, here's a secret. As a dad, I've had to say to my children, be nice to your brother. Be nice to your sister. Uh, when I told them to be nice, it wasn't a one-time event. It wasn't like, be nice now, but tomorrow you can poke each other's eyes out. It was nothing like that. That's not what I meant, what I was saying uh, when I said to be nice. What I was saying was it, to, to describe a continuous and ongoing behavior. Just be continually nice to your sibling. And that's what Paul is, is, is saying to us here as well. He's saying, be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's not saying to be filled just once. He's saying continually be filled with the, the Holy Spirit. He's expressing a present and continuous filling of the Holy Spirit. See, being filled with the Holy Spirit isn't an event or a spiritual high that we write into our journals or our diary for that day. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is to become a lifestyle for you and for me who are born again believers and who believe in the person of the Holy Spirit and the baptism uh, that comes with a walk uh, with Jesus. I want to say to us that it's, it's, a, it's naturally being supernatural. Living a lifestyle of being continuously filled with the Holy Spirit means that we yield our lives to Him, that we do, uh, don't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit. We wait for Him to talk to us. We wait for Him to show us what He's doing in a situation and we allow Him to, to do it because we've surrendered our lives to His, His, His Lordship, His Kingship over us. It means that we don't go from strength to weakness like a rechargeable battery, but as being filled by the Holy Spirit, we go from strength to strength to strength to strength. See, God wants us to live a spirit-filled life. And he actually makes it possible for us to continually be filled. But we, he won't force us to do this. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 says this, the disciples devoted themselves God wasn't there with the big stick. God wasn't there saying, you've got to do this. You've got to be. No, his, 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 the disciples came to this understanding that there was a responsibility that they had to take up and to pursue for themselves was that they were devoting themselves. They were to steadfastly persevere. They, they gave themselves willingly to the things of God. And this is something that we have to want for ourselves and, and, and we make the decision to, to pursue being filled with the Holy Spirit, that we will devote ourselves to this. This is something that I get 
to do. I don't have to do this. This is something I get to do. I get to spend time with him. I get to spend time with Jesus. I get to spend time with the Holy Spirit. I get to hear the Father as he as He pours out his love and his grace and his forgiveness and his righteousness in my life. I get to pursue a relationship with him. I devote myself to him. He makes it possible. So the question comes then, how can we cooperate with God to live a a Holy Spirit-filled life? Number one, just before we go on, I just sense the Spirit of God saying, there are people who are watching this right now and you don't understand how much God loves you. But I, I believe that as you set aside time, as you take time to devote yourself, to just sit down, to worship, to read the Bible, that God will speak to you from that and he'll change your life. He'll give you a fresh understanding, a revelation of how much he loves you. He'll show you the grace that's available to you. He'll show you how much that you shine with a brilliance and a glory that is Jesus. He will change your life if you'll just devote yourself to him putting aside other things, taking time out, and just devote yourself to him. I just want to leave you with that, and and I pray that it touches your heart in some way. So coming back to the message, how do we cooperate with God to to live a Holy Spirit-filled life? Well, number one, by daily staying in touch with Jesus. Just daily staying in touch with Jesus. See, a fully charged battery is of absolutely no use unless unless it's touching the connections in our devices where positive meets positive. I hope I'm getting this right, but positive meets positive or negative meets negative. The the connection, the terminals meet each other. If they're not touching, it's no point having a a fully charged battery because it's not going to work. If we are to receive the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we've got to get in touch with the Holy Spirit. We have to get in touch with Jesus. We have to get in touch with the Father. How do we stay in touch with the people that we love and the people that we're doing life with? Well, just as batteries need time to be recharged, we need to set aside time with the Father. We need to set aside time with Jesus, with with, uh, the Holy Spirit. I believe that the first thing that we need to do is to do what Jesus told us to do in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. He says, but wait for the gift my father promised, talking about the Holy Spirit. To wait is to to pause, take a breath, to put a gap in, to, to mind the gap, to mind the gap in our lives. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, to be still and know that I am God. To be still and know that I'm in your circumstance, to be still and know that I'm your provider, to be still and know that you are our healer, to be still and know that you are the one that transforms us, to be still and know that you're the enlarger of our lives, to be still and know that you are the one that gives us the promotion, to be still and know that our kids are going to be safe in your care, in your arms. We know, Lord God, because we're still, we're going to know that you are with us, that you are God. We need to take time to simply sit in his presence, to quieten our hearts and our minds, to set aside our agenda, our lists of prayers, to 
set aside our anger, our frustration, our, 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 our worry, our tension, our anxiety, to set aside those things and wait for him to speak, wait for him to move, wait for him to whisper, wait for him to pour out his love and his grace upon our lives, wait for his direction and his guidance. It's only as we've quietened ourselves and that we've waited that we can then stay in touch with Jesus by worshipping him, allowing, you know, that we stay in touch with God through simply praise and worship. In Ephesians 5, verse 19 to 20, it says, speak to one another with, uh, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to the Father for everything. See, worship is a lifestyle. It's not just a song. It affects every area of our lives. But in our quiet times, in our waiting, let a song arise from our hearts. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Worship creates a place, a space where God's presence can fill that place where he'll speak with us. And I've just made some notes as I was preparing further. Worship changes atmospheres. Worship changes our hearts. It, it changes situations. Pastor Jane's message from just a few weeks ago, where she talks about uh, that uh, as they went out praising uh, and worshiping the Lord, that the Lord won the battle. See, worship changes situations. We can also stay in touch with Jesus by listening to him. I want to say this with the greatest level of love and care for you today, but just stop talking and listen. Zip the lip as we sit down and make that opportunity to sit, you know, sit with him and, and to listen to him. So how will God speak with us? Well, here's three principal ways. There's, a, there's other ways that God can speak to us, but here's three principal ways that the Father will speak to us. He will speak to us through his word. His word isn't just another book. It's God-breathed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's the eternal, unchanging, and perfect Word of God. Secondly, God will speak to us by His Spirit. Revelation 2.7 says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. John 10.27, Jesus said, My sheep will recognize my voice. In other words, He's a speaking God. Father speaks to His heart to us through His Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, God will speak to us through other people. Haggai chapter 1 verse 3 says, Then the word of the Lord came through Haggai. In other words, he uses people to speak to us. And as we listen to God's spirit, please keep this in mind. God will never contradict his written word, the Bible. And secondly, don't automatically accept what people say. Don't chuck your brains out with the bathwater. Like, it should either confirm what God's already put in our hearts or we just need to wait for God to confirm it before we act on anything that someone tells us to do. Thirdly, we stay in touch with Jesus by talking with him, not talking at him, but talking with him. We need to learn to pour out our hearts to Father in prayer. One way that we can talk to the Father is in our own language. For most of us, that would be English. However, that's not the only way that we can talk to the Father. 
1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says, For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15 of that same chapter says, I pray in the Spirit and I'll pray in words I understand. I'll sing in the Spirit and I'll sing in words that I don't understand. See, speak with him about what's on your heart what you're facing, the the mountains that might be in your way, your successes. Talk to him about your wins and your victories. Talk about how you overcame that fear in your heart about talking to your neighbor about Jesus. Talk to him about how you overcame in great boldness and you gave a prophetic encouragement to someone. Talk to some. Uh, talk to him about how you, you felt as you laid hands on someone and you prayed for them and you saw them get better. We don't know sometimes what we to say because our heart is heavy or maybe it's just bursting with joy. Well, speak in tongues and let the Holy Spirit express what you're feeling in your heart. Let it come out. See, we need to make the choice to stay in contact, to get in touch with Jesus. Do we have a daily time to be alone with the Father where we can just sit down and enjoy each other's company to wait, to worship, to hear and to talk with him and to truly live by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you. I I, I would encourage you to, to spend time, to make time to be with the Father. If you don't know how to start, Maybe just try subscribing to the YouVersion uh, app with the Bible reading plans that are there. Or sign up for Pastor Steve McCracken's Believing in You email devotion that comes through every single day. If you've only got one or two minutes, it's it's absolutely brilliant. If you've got a little bit longer, say 15, 10 or 15 minutes, try signing up for the first 15 devotions. It's first 15. If you look up first 15, you'll find them on the internet and you just sign in for their emails. And what they do is they send you through a devotion. But at the start of the devotion, there's an embedded song in there, a worship song. So you just quieten your heart in that moment of quietness. You let worship start to take a hold in your life. And then you walk through the devotion. There's some guided questions even at the end of the devotion, just to help you think further through the devotion that's brought through in that email. I want to encourage you to do that every day. Do whatever it is. Devote yourself to pursuing being filled with the Holy Spirit, touching Jesus every day. Then how can we cooperate with God to live a Spirit-filled life? The second thing, and this is my second and last point that I'm going to be making here this morning, is we can do that. We can cooperate with God by simply living daily like Jesus, living daily like Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says, and this is Apostle Paul, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. See, it's only after being in touch with Jesus that we can live like Jesus. It's only after having experienced his presence that we can bring his presence to the people around about us. It's only what overshadows us that we can bring the people into his light. John chapter 15 verses 4 to 5 says, Abide in me and I will abide in you. As the branch can't bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus said. 
you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. See, it's only as we've waited on Jesus, it's only as we've abided in him, touched base with him, that we'll have the power to live like him, being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's from his presence that we'll turn our backs on sin because his Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. From his presence, we'll go where he leads, give as he gives, speak as he speaks, listen as he listens, raise up and heal those around about us as we feel him leading us to do that. God doesn't intend for us to be containers of his spirit, like a a cup, a container of water maybe, uh, that over time uh, it just gets stagnant and it starts to stink. The Dead Sea is like a container of water. It contains everything that's put into it, but nothing can flow out of it. So it becomes lifeless. Jesus said the infilling of the Holy Spirit would be like rivers of living water that will flow from within us. See, a river becomes stagnant when the flow stops. However, when it's flowing, it contains life and brings life wherever it flows. Matthew 10 verse verse 8 says, and this is Jesus talking, he says, freely you have received, freely give. God wants us to be filled with the Spirit like a fire hose with a sprinkler attached to it. When the water's turned on, the hose is filled, but it can't hold it in. There's so much that God wants to pour through our lives, like a fire hose attached to a sprinkler, and it's just going to go off. The Father wants that for our lives as well, that we will be so filled with him, so much by him, that we can't hold all that he's done in us. It will burst out onto others as well. See, living a spirit-filled life is as easy as staying in touch with Jesus and living daily like Jesus. Let's pray. I just encourage you, just even now, just close your eyes. If you want to stand, just stand and lift up your hands this morning. And let's pray. Let's pray for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's start to hunger and thirst for the person of the Holy Spirit to, to just touch our lives once more. <clears throat> that he'd overflow us. That we would have an encounter, a personal experience of the Holy Spirit right now. Let's open up our eyes. Let's open up our, our hearts. Let's open up our minds. Let's open up our spirits. Open up our very beings to him. He's safe. He's safe. He's safe uh, that you can do that with him. He's trustworthy. He's God. He knows us intimately. Holy Spirit, come. Touch us all as we open ourselves to your goodness this morning. Right now, fill us to overflowing. We want a fresh touch, a fresh encounter with Jesus to live like Jesus today in Jesus' mighty name. Just before uh, uh, I uh, go on to... um, some things that I felt God put on my heart for people this morning. If you don't know Jesus, I want to tell you he loves you. I want to tell you that he died for you. He took your sin on his body when he was hung on the cross. He was killed. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again and sits right now at the right hand of God the Father, 
and he's praying for you. Not only did he give his life for you, but he's praying for you right now. And if you've never experienced the love of God, the love of Jesus, then I want to ask you to right now open up your heart and just say, God, I, I need you. I need you. Pray this prayer with me. If you believe it in your heart, then say it with your mouth. I believe that you'll be born again. How about you just pray this with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Holy Spirit, baptise me right now in your presence with the evidence of speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. Amen. I just was preparing uh, later earlier this afternoon uh, as we've obviously praying, uh, recording this message in advance. And I felt God, uh, by His Spirit, lay some things on my heart. And I just want to call them out this morning. I believe that God is going to heal someone with an ear infection right now. I pray for that ear infection to clear up in Jesus' name. That someone is facing an impossible situation. I want to tell you that hope is being restored to you right now. I believe that people are seeing things from a certain perspective that are happening in their life. God's going to change your perspective and to see how he is working in this situation for you right now. Someone is facing confusion. There's, there's just confusion in your mind about a, uh, it may be a job, it may be a situation in a relationship, it may be something that's happening with your children, it may be something happening with your spouse, but there's confusion in this situation. Right now, I believe God is going to bring clarity to that situation. I also believe that there's someone who needs supernatural provision and the Spirit of God is going to bring money your way to provide for your every need in Jesus' name. Someone with back pain is going to be healed right now in Jesus' name. There's back pain. It's something to do with your spine and God's going to heal your spine today in Jesus' name. Someone, you need a door open. I'm not sure whether that's promotion or whatever it is or there's something that you need in the area of an open door. God's going to open doors, whether it's the ability to talk to a family member or a friend about Jesus, but God's going to provide an open door for you. And I also believe that there's going to be a, a healed heart. God's going to heal a heart today where someone hurt you, they abused you, they betrayed you in some way. And God's going to heal your heart for you to be able to freely forgive that person and walk in freedom today in Jesus' name. If any of these things have touched your heart this morning, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, they become your reality right now. I release them in Jesus' name. I release it in Jesus' name. I release it in Jesus' name. I release it to you freely, without any expense, without any cost. Jesus wants to touch your life today and set you free, to restore you, to provide for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I just want to say thanks for joining us today. I still feel the presence of the Spirit of God 
in uh, in this place where we're meeting right now. I just encourage you to check out our online kids and youth program. Uh, the youth actually are, are meeting uh, now uh, on a regular basis at the church because of uh, the numbers we can actually do that. So uh, we'll be meeting them. But the, the kids, we're still going to be having an online program for them. So check out the details in this uh, video in the comments section. You'll find all the information that you need. Don't forget to like our social media pages to subscribe to this YouTube channel so that you don't miss a single episode of our services online. Maybe even write in the comments below or send us a, an email. What impacted you the most about this message today? I also want to give you a quick heads up that this coming Friday, we're going to be having a uh, an online prayer meeting through Zoom. So check your inbox for all the details in relation to that. And like I say, most weeks at uh, Infused Church, you've been lit up to light up. You've been renewed and transformed to bring renewal and to bring transformation. I pray that this week you are filled to overflowing with the person of the Holy Spirit. Have a great, great week and know that God loves you so much. Amen. Catch you real soon. God bless.